You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's GCB After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's GCB After Show. Hey, y'all. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV Studios, streaming live from Studio B. I'm Candon Bliss. I'm here with my co-host, Miss Alina Akram. And we're here to dish about GCB, ABC's new controversial but a hit of a show. I first have to comment and say you look very cute and church-like. You. Like an innocent Southern belle. Thank you. I had to bring a little bit of my Southern roots to the show. I texted my mom. I said, can I wear my church dress with cowboy <laughs> boots? <laughs> she said, yes. In this case, yes. It's very appropriate. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I thought it was very appropriate for this um, good Christian bells after show we won't we won't go into what the title used to be because that would not be very nice or southern bell of us to do not at all <laughs> so tonight guys we're gonna well maybe you should tell us what what i mean now you're curious you don't have to get into it <laughs> well we're we're gonna get into some of the controversy of gcb later but the title used to be good christian Bitches. Yeah, I'll let her say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her take that one. Um, the title started off as that, and um, apparently ABC would not let it air with that title. So it changed it to Good Christian Bells, and then it became GCB, just to kind of, which when I first saw the commercial or the promo for it, I was like, GCB, what is that? Like, I knew it, ha- I was like, okay, Christian. I knew the C was Christian. Me too. But I was like, girl christian beauty good christian beauty i didn't know what it was so it took some research to find out you know what i promise you i guessed good christian and i was like yeah bitches because you could kind of tell <laughs> yeah in the promos that they were alluding to that because they were catty yep. and all but i i really i couldn't have guessed the last thing yeah i i I think I remember thinking, like, was it really good Christian bitches? No way. <laughs> they would not do that. And they they obviously didn't. But um, I, I'm really liking the show so far. We're going to talk about the pilot episode and the second episode, which aired this Sunday, um, and kind of decide what we think about this concept. I know ABC must be thankful. Their ratings have gone through the roof. Um, the The pilot had 7.6 million viewers. And I, I've seen some varying numbers. I think this might be the numbers for their, their test. Um, what do you call it? Their test generation. Uh, the, the, the numbers, I guess, 18 to whatever that they really want the show to um, appeal to. But I, I've seen upwards of 11 million you know, viewers that tuned into the premiere? pilot for the for, for the pilot, yeah. Wow. And during uh, their, I guess, in their same little 
pool of people that they wanted it to appeal to. They only lost a few, you know, point, what is it, like point four million viewers or so. So that's not a lot when you compare, you know, what they could have lost. Um, And there's been a lot of controversy with the show. I mean, what do you think so far? You know what? I think that's pretty strong. I think for ABC, they're going to lose Desperate Housewives. And at one point, that was a huge hit for them. Mm -hmm. So what... This is the perfect way for them to come back strong, I think. And well, it has a lot of Well, is this not potential. Desperate Housewives meets Dallas? I agree. I mean, it really? <laughs> it, it reminds me so much of Desperate Housewives. And the only thing that's different is that there's a specific town and a specific group of people that they're talking about, which is why with the with the backlash surrounding the show, I, I kind of get it. But at the same time, I feel like Desperate Housewives is the same story. It's just a, a little more general. Well, the, I think the only difference is is there's a little bit of more um, church. The church element yeah, the is in there. And I love the Bible quotes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do, too. It helps me. I'm like, oh, I remember that verse from Bible school. <laughs> so I, I just I find it entertaining. It's, I find I think it entertaining, it's fun too. that the church is involved in the contradiction and all that fun stuff. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about the ba- Let's do a little recap. We're going to talk about all the backlash, but I want to do a little recap in case some of our viewers haven't seen the shows. The pilot started off with kind of this um, weird, this guy putting a bunch of money. It was almost like a, one of those mystery shows for the first couple of minutes, and they're getting in a car, getaway car and driving through Malibu. You could tell he's, like, leaving his wife. And um, <laughs> what a way to start the show. What a way to start the show, and what a way to go. Seriously. <laughs> so his um, new girlfriend, this mysterious man that is in or the... his mistress. With his mistress. Um, they are having a little too much fun in the car as they speed off to Mexico down the California coast from Santa Barbara. <laughs> and um, they go off into the water, which yeah. I thought was kind of hilarious. And you see the, the money, you know billowing out of the car <laughs> i thought it was hysterical um god's wrath god's wrath uh hell hath no fury <laughs> um but it was a funny way to start the show and and kind of gave an interesting perspective of california people does that kind of it i mean did. when you go I mean, into this dallas scene you know they're talking negatively and positively in some ways about this culture but then you have the little jabs at california as well so it's I mean, I don't think that you can tell like, that you can say it's biased. I think it's just kind of it's just kind of funny. It plays on the stereotype, like you know, it does. In California or Southern California are crooks, and he had the whole Ponzi scheme going. And yeah, I didn't. What, tell me what what fair. was that? He was. Uh, well, apparently, I, f- I feel like it was a play on Bernie Madoff. He had the uh, Ponzi scheme and made millions of dollars. Right. And they lived, if you noticed, in that lavish Santa Barbara yep. mansion. And probably next to Oprah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, but they, they, they show the wife. And she was a really strong wife for that moment, right? Yeah. I mean, for her going through all of this the whole three months later after they show him, you know, dying going off the cliff um they show her house being seized because of that whole scheme and they're under investigation and she has nothing left you know and her two kids she says i have to get them as far away from california as i can and she's really just left with nothing but she's so strong in that moment it's a little unrealistic to think that she'd just be like ah well all right i guess (laughs) i mean your husband just died you found out he was having an affair you're losing your home all somebody's taking your furniture out from under you while you're sitting on it and you probably have lawsuits. Oh, yeah. I mean, the face. the lawyer came into the house and she's like, or he said, there's no way we're going to win. I mean, 
how can she just be like, oh, well, it's going to be fine. I'll just move to Dallas. I'll just move to Dallas. Actually, she didn't want to. Yeah. Because her her crazy mother, she hadn't been there in 18 years and, you know, ran off with this California boy to get married and her mother disapproved. So, which we find out later in tonight's episode, we find out that she, I think, was pregnant when they got married, which is something that they didn't, yeah, they didn't really allude to that at the beginning. But anyway, what happens is she moves, Amanda is the lead character. She Mm -hmm. moves to Dallas. And of immediately you see these huge southern mansion plantation houses. And it's, you know, I've been to the suburbs of Texas and all of those houses exist. You know? it, it really looks like it that. really looks like that. And I, I don't know where they shot it on location. I haven't been able to find a lot of details on that, but it's definitely realistic as far as the houses go. And um, you see the mother come out with her guard dogs and her Hispanic maid coming out. And uh, I just I found the whole scene very exaggerated but hysterical at the same time. I mean, she's definitely got um, a costume from, like, the help on. You know, the big (laughs) bouffant hair and the pearls and the very conservative matronly dresses. And I I just find that her, the mother, Gigi, the mother's character, I immediately love her. She was hilarious. And they immediately show us why Amanda didn't want to come back because her mom terrorizes her. Her mom is so controlling. So controlling. She's so controlling. And I think now that the, you know, Amanda's been gone for, whatever, 18 years, now that she's back, uh, if you remember in in the pilot, when when Amanda wakes up on the first Sunday morning that she's there, she's like, all right, you ready to go to church? (laughs) She's like, I'm not going to church. She's like... The, oh, yes, the mother's like, uh, the rule is you live in my house, you go to church. Oh, my rules God. Rules are rules, you know? Even if <laughs> and you're a grown-ass. And it's so, exactly. With two children. With two children. And then they're going into the church, and I love the line where she's like, we didn't raise our children with any specific beliefs. We just want them to find their own way. And, you know, typical California. Oh, such a California like, stereotype. That's such a California phrase. Really, it is. And the mother's like, my grandkids are going to church so they can go to heaven. Amen. <laughs> and then she opens the door and they go to church. I mean, and those two kind of polarizing comments just made me laugh out loud. And maybe it's because I'm close to the situation. No, it's it's funny. They really play on the huge difference between laid back California and then Dallas. Yes. <laughs> and I'm from Alabama, so I don't know how the the cultures differ. I mean, I think it's more of a denomination thing. I think the whole Christianity being in the title makes it a little bit broad, whereas I think there are a lot of man-made denominations in Christianity as well as other So what are they? Southern Baptist? I think they're Baptist. But then again, um, I love the quote. There's just some amazing comedy in this show. I mean, I have to say, I love the quote where um, Gigi says... Uh, because Amanda was sober you know she's trying to give her wine and she's like mom I'm sober and she's like so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so she says well honey if you have to go to one of those you know AA alcoholic things don't go to the one at the first Baptist church folding (laughs) chairs can you believe it the Episcopal church I hear has upholstery you know and so it's just all this like play on the the clicks of religion and and a lot of it is true i mean i talked to my mom about this issue and she said you know what i grew up at the first baptist church and they were very judgmental they always wanted to know everybody's business they thought dancing was a sin and i was a dancer and so there's a lot of truth to these stereotypes but i think 
it's not necessarily Christianity. It's really yeah. the denomination and the culture of these little these little towns. But I mean, Dallas is huge, but it's a suburb. You know, it's one of those catty communities. And the who's your mama type thing is what people say, even where I'm from. If you meet somebody, oh, who's your mama? Really? You know? Are and, you kidding me? And, no, and it's all about this this family wealth and family money. And if you're not one of those family names, you know, they're like, oh, well, they, like they don't trust you oh if you're not God. from one of these families. But then again, if you are from one of those families, like Amanda, she has to be. I mean, that's why her mom bought her the car. Her mom bought her all those clothes that showed up oh. at the um, at her house from Neiman Marcus. You know, her mother wanted her kids to be dressed appropriately and they have to keep up with the joneses exactly it's it's exactly you just said it <laughs> that's this i mean that's what this whole animosity between amanda and her mother is is keeping up with the joneses and that's what all the mean girls are still trying to maintain they don't want anybody jeopardizing that and but i think that's true anywhere i think that little I, stereotype is definitely true in the South, but at the same time, I think it's, it's true, true in everywhere. LA too. Because you know, half the people that live in LA drive Mercedes, but they, yet they can barely pay their rent. Right. <laughs> but they have to drive the fancy car because everybody else is. Or... Exactly. I mean, I've literally heard people say, like girls my age, say, "I think I'm going to lease a car because I just hate my car. I need to like look more professional when I go places or something." I'm like, "You don't have any money." <laughs> Like, why are you going to lease a Cadillac or something if you yeah. don't have any money? But it's just something that I think any community you want to you want to fit in with the highfalutin people. Is that a, is that a phrase that they use here? Highfalutin. That's what I've we never... say. Highfalutin. <laughs> <laughs> One quote I liked from the whole church mm-hmm. scene was um, the little boy asked his grandma, "What does you reap what you sow mean?" And she said, "That's Texan for karma." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was my I favorite love, thing. I love, I love the, the signs part. outside the church because really, I mean, there's a church on like every corner in the South. I mean, as even especially where I'm from too. I see like five different signs, you know, one, one after the other and they all have some, they're always really funny. You wouldn't think that that church would, would be funny, but it really is. And I laugh every time I pass one of those things, <laughs> unless it's just like the typical Bible verse and that's different. But when they try to like be cutesy with it, it's funny and it's so applicable to life. Like just like that, that quote, like it's Texan for karma <laughs> or it is. I guess. It's Bible for karma. <laughs> I feel like at least with GCB, this whole church thing is just the social scene. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, yeah, I guess they're praying and doing all that, but... It is. And, you know, it's funny, as I've gotten older, I have gotten more spiritual. I mean, I was raised Christian. I was raised in the First Baptist Church. But I never really felt like I fit in, in a lot of the kind of like kids groups, you know, your youth group. I would always try to go to Sunday school or youth group or whatever, and I just never felt like I was accepted. And that was, it was almost worse than high school for me. <laughs> to go to church was scarier than going to high school because it was very clicky. And it's, that's why I'm saying there is truth to stereotype. There's truth to every stereotype. The California guy who's cheating on his wife and who's, you know, has a scandal and lives in a mansion. Like there's truth to that. It wouldn't exist if it wasn't true. And there's truth to the, the rest of these stereotypes that the show's portraying. Well, that's all the controversy. I know. <laughs> if, if it wasn't true and if it didn't hold any truth, I don't think there would be so much drama behind the show. I mean, what do you do you have any personal beliefs that, that this show conflicts with? or No, not really. I mean, honestly, I do feel, for the most part, religion can allow people to judge. Mm-hmm. 
and that's not my personal belief. Right. You know, I think it should be the opposite. But I, I do think it's exaggerated. I think that just because they're making it seem like all these women are judging, mm-hmm. that it doesn't mean that every Christian is like right. that or, you know, every even every Baptist. Mm-hmm. No, this is an exaggeration. But. What do you think if they had had, let's say the show was good Muslim and then the bad word, or good, I think it would, I or think good, it'd be funnier athe- if or it was good, Muslim bitch. <laughs> or good atheist bitches, or whatever it is. I mean, how do you think that would affect this controversy? Is it more acceptable to make fun of Christianity? Hey, Alina, you, are you, you are you Muslim? I was born Muslim. You were born Muslim. I'm agnostic. And and I know your roots are from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tell me, this is good Muslim. Yeah. Bells. Right. <laughs> if it was good Muslim bells, do you think... And tell me, because I want to hear that. Is that would it that be on more? ABC? I mean, would the well, show be on ABC? I, I think, as a, just my background as a TV person, I probably can answer that. I think it wouldn't, because what we just saw, what happened with the reality show uh, about the Muslim Muslims football coach. Right? What was the name of it? I, uh, it's Muslims in America. Muslims in America. And it's really sad, but it they you know got a lot of backlash and then eventually it just didn't get the numbers and it wasn't worth it and they let it go. But was it backlash because nobody wanted to watch it or was it backlash because they said it was racist? It was backlash because just people were anti-Muslim mm-hmm. and so there was some there was you know, some crazy group in Florida had spoken out against them mm-hmm. and that got, I think it was Lowe's and Lowe's pulled their advertising on the show mm-hmm. and then the numbers also weren't there to sustain it. So it's interesting like where whatever would go on with good might be compelling and interesting but you know i've heard people say that's just it's just with stuff that's happened in the past it's hard for people to be entertained by that group because there's a lot of bad feelings because well, newt gingrich brought this issue up recently in an article which i don't know how i feel about that i think he should be focusing on his campaign but mm-hmm. at the same time he did bring up a good point and i do understand what he's saying like is it okay to make fun of Christianity and and laugh at it and have fun with it and promote its negative stereotypes? But is that okay? So, Alina, you, you know? speak to this for someone. Yeah. I, I know you're like your cousin grew up in Afghanistan, and you didn't though. You grew up in America. Yeah, I was born and raised here. But your your family it gets pretty fresh to you. So, you, to to yeah. I'd love you to speak on that. Here's the thing. Personally, my family is not religious. I'm not religious, so I would find it funny. I think if you go to Dubai or Kuwait, where there's really rich Muslim women with um, their full-on veils and under they have Louis Vuitton glasses <laughs> and the bling, I think that would make a great reality show. Let me pitch it right now. <laughs> but I think other Muslims would take it way too seriously, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't like it. What do you think about it? There's extremists. But like what? But, okay. But what about just a general audience? Your general American audience? That's the question. No. Right now, I think there's a stigma and ster- really, really negative ste- stereotype with Muslims. So I don't think they would want to watch what? it or accept it. I think where the backlash comes from, though, is that it's promoting hypocrisy in Christianity. If it was doing that with the Muslim religion, if it was saying, you know, it was if it was picking out everything that's wrong with the religion, everything that's scary about it, because we all have those issues that people see in our religions. If they were just picking those bad stereotypes and kind of bashing the religion in a funny way, I mean, would that affect you? Because that's what's happening with GCB. Not personally, but I'm like a bad person to speak on that because I'm not religious. Right. And I don't even practice. But um, most Muslims would be really pissed off Mm -hmm. because... 
you know, they don't, they don't want to see themselves portrayed right badly. But it's interesting. The stereotypes yeah. are still there because yeah. there's the women that wear veils or go to mosque and, or pray five times a day, even if they don't go to mosque. Yet when they're at a party, they're drinking. You're not supposed to drink, right? And they're not supposed. You to. know, so I mean, every I feel like every religion has his its hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Every religion um, allows some sort of judgment sometimes right. if you accept to do so. Well, so, it's and I I just think this is entertainment, and with Christianity in America, yeah. It, it should be acceptable to my, That's the I thing think. is I my kind of question, I guess, is that because Christianity was a founding religion in this country, we're so used to it that it's not scary anymore, really, I, I think. And, and we can laugh at it. But I think because Islam is so far away from us still, even though it's becoming more yeah. and more a part of, of America, um, it's still kind of this foreign thing that we can't even really form an opinion on what we would think. Like maybe if they had good Muslim bells being broadcast in Turkey, people would accept it a little bit more than yeah. than here. Absolutely. You know, I mean, here we'd be like, oh, that's racist. I mean, maybe they do have shows like that. Maybe they do. Shows. I would be curious to find out because for up. me, I feel like it's safe. In a, it, or it's it's funny in a safe environment. Like my boyfriend and I were watching it earlier because I wanted him to see it, and he was laughing. And I'm like, well, "What do you think? Like, do you, like ha- we think it's funny, but it's because we kind of understand it. We're not really we're making fun of ourselves, so it's not. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not it's not harsh. It's not mean because it's us because that's what we believe. So it's okay to laugh at ourselves, but is it okay for other people to laugh at us? And you know, a, a lot of a lot of um. People who are big in evangelism feel like this show is turning people even more away from being a Christian. So an evangelism means basically you want to evangelize people. You want to share the the Bible and, and Christ with other people um, in order to convert them to Christianity. And it does – I think if, if someone wasn't a Christian and was watching the show – they would just be like, exactly. That's why I don't want to be a Christian, you know. But I, don't, it's to take the show so literal and think yeah. like the the hypocrisy they're showing is just about Christianity. I don't, I don't see it that way because all religion has it in a sense, and I feel like it's more like women who aren't even religious put up a front. Mm-hmm. Or groups put up a front and then they act one way in front of people and then they go and they talk smack about each other and do really low things and yep. dirty things and steal gift cards <laughs> to Newman Market. You know, that was my one that was my one issue with the show. I was like, you know what? All this other like drama and cattiness and like innuendos and stuff like I could totally see happening, but no no housewife is going to steal a Neiman Marcus gift card and go like figure out who it's from <laughs> unless you're literally a criminal. Like <laughs> Which, that's taking it a little too far, I think. But the whole show's exaggerated and that's I think what makes it acceptable. If it was very real to life, I think it'd be harder to swallow. But you know, I watched some of the videos with the actors with Kristen Chenoweth and with um Leslie What's her name? Bib. Leslie Bibb, yes. Um, and, and some of the other mean girl characters. And, you know, I don't. I respect Christian, Kristen Chenoweth, and I think she, she is a Christian woman, and I think she wouldn't accept the role if she didn't feel like there was a message in it. And I think maybe if we give it some time, it's going to show us something maybe that we're not expecting, or, you know, maybe there's a bigger lesson that will, will apply to a more mass audience. Um, but she really defended her 
her part in this show and she said you know I read the whole script and I wouldn't have taken this role if I felt like it was demeaning yeah if it was demeaning my religion and and my beliefs she said I just she said I'm not make she said we're not making fun we're having fun we're not making fun of the religion we're having fun with it and I kind of understood that where it's like you can laugh at yourself and and the girl who plays Amanda Leslie Bibb she said, I remember my mother growing up in First Baptist Church, and she would see these um, pillars, they call them pillars in the church, women, um, you know, preaching about behavior and morality and values and stuff. And she said, well, they were at my house last night drinking cocktails, you know. So it's, there's so much truth to it. And I think in a very funny way, these actors are having a good time with it. And that's the sense that I got. And they, they keep saying on these videos and their articles that it's less about religion and more about women and about the interaction of women in society. And I can totally see that. Yes, they're using church as a backdrop. And that's exactly what Kristen Chenoweth said yeah. was church is the backdrop. But really, it's a story about women. I agree with that. Like I said, it's their cattiness. It's mm-hmm. the fact that they act one way somewhere and another way behind your back. And it's just drama. It's like Desperate Housewives. It's just drama. It's just drama. So what <laughs> was your happen to go to? Church. What was your favorite part about the pilot? Like your favorite moment? My favorite moment. Let's see. That's kind of tough. I I really like Sharon, the chubby character. <laughs> I think she adds a lot of comedic relief. She does. And, and she was the she was the bikini girl in high school, like the exactly. really pretty, the gorgeous figure. And that's an interesting thing that they did with these characters. I mean, Kristen Chenoweth's little high school picture, nothing like her. <laughs> I mean, Amanda must the have one girl with acne. The girl, yes, Amanda must have really like been evil to these girls because they totally like changed. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And also, I um, Jen Aspen, who mm-hmm. plays Sharon and Marisol Nichols, Heather Cruz's character, or Heather Cruz's yeah. character, the real estate agent. They were on um, some shows, and Jen Aspen actually has to pad herself. She's not that thick. Oh, really? She has to wear pads on her hips. Oh, that's so funny. She's not that fat. So. Well, good for her. I'm glad that she's yeah. not. But actually, in in um. In the second episode, there's a hysterical part where she's trying to be really sexy. And she, because I guess her husband, Zach, had been going to Boobylicious, where Amanda works. Oh, no. And, uh, which Kristen Chenoweth's character owns, the Boobylicious bar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But her husband had gone to the bar, I guess, to eat. And she, like, smelled it on his tie or something. So she cooks up, like, this huge buffet of fried food. Like, fried everything. Fried buffalo wings and chicken and whatever and she like sticks a chicken in her boob and she's like I hope you're hungry and (laughs) it's like really gross (laughs) she's like um she's like I hope you're hungry and he says oh you got any like cucumbers or anything (laughs) (laughs) what's funny is that she recognizes the smell of the place that tells you she's hiding out well she like licked the the uh tie or something so wrong i know um i I do like her character i think it's pretty funny i think she's funny too i um in in this in the second episode it was a lot of like mother-daughter um relationship drama and i kind of it made it it made the characters even more relatable and i think once people watch 
uh, the second episode, they'll really relate to Amanda more, to the mom, and they bring Laura, the Uh, daughter, daughter. into the situation a little more, and you get to know her and the things that she's going through, and um, some of Amanda's ghosts come back to haunt her again, uh, even with her kid. They set in place the kind of like the click. I mean, it's funny to take the clicks from high school and compare them to the clicks of church, and they're doing a good job playing on that aspect of life that we all deal with and the daughter becomes a fox and the fox is like uh, the pretty girl of the, the popular girl uh-huh. and the uh, I don't even know how to say it is the Javiana or the Hob- Javiera is the basically the scarlet pig is what they call it and they put like a sticker of a pig on the back of the daughter and so mean yeah i know it's so mean and i don't think i think that's so exaggerated nobody's gonna pour mud on top of a girl in the parking lot at the pep rally and call her a javiera or whatever like that's a little much um but i I think kids these days are really mean so that's true and yeah, Christian. I, nothing surprises me. Well, Christian Chenoweth's character in one of her videos that she was defending the show in, she said, you know, sometimes the bullied can become the bully. And that's another message through this show is like the girls are, they were bullied in high school. Now they're the bullies. That's exactly what it is. And it, I don't know. It's so funny how they're, they're really, really paralleling this with life. And that's, I think, where it's relatable, not just the Christianity thing. I think people who watch the show, if they just kind of take out their religious connotations and just look at it as Desert Housewives, <laughs> they'll re- they'll understand it much better. I mean, it's so funny. And, and the there's a, a part that we've been seeing promos about recently where um, I think it's Cricket's daughter, who's Cricket's the one with the gay cowboy husband, <laughs> who I think is hilarious. Um, which, uh, you know what? There's a lot of closet gays in the South. There really is. Because it's still, there's still a little bit of a, stigma stigma with it um and i'd imagine especially religious exactly especially religious families i mean unless unless someone moves away you know to la or new york or somewhere where it's really accepted it is hard it's harder at least and that's sad and maybe that's another message that chris i think so i mean there's so obviously we're only two episodes in so we have no idea where the producers are going with this where the storyline is going but i do see a lot of positive elements in the show um you know they're the daughter cricket's daughter got a boob job and like yeah and she got like wait she got them like way too big and she wore her old cheerleading costume lesson do not get plastic surgery before the age of 21 no do not even <laughs> then but she wore her old cheerleading costume top and she did some stunt and she was like ah and her top you know came <laughs> off and that's like the worst day of her life you know which that's pretty bad <laughs> that is pretty um and they kind of shut they kind of rubs it off the dad the gay cowboy dad was like oh don't worry i told her that a you know a little wardrobe malfunction is not the worst in the world or something like good press is or bad press is still press or you know something <laughs> like that oh, it was Lord. basically that connotation so it's kind of the like the j-lo nip slip incident <laughs> um but there were some funny moments and um i like that um the cruise what's her name um heather cruise. heather cruise i like that her character is is coming out as a nice girl. a nice girl as a mediator there's always one of those who's on the fence and i'm so glad there is because it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to see all the bickering between yeah. the mean girls and then this one I think nice they're going to have to do a little better even at pulling that relationship in because it's hard to 
it's hard to have a connection with the show if you can't at least see some humanity in it. And sometimes yeah. the mean girls don't seem very humane and you don't want to root for them. Obviously you want to root for Amanda. And I think, I mean, I like her. But you know what? I like that the end of the pilot that they showed that Amanda does have a strong side to her. Oh, yeah. At first, you thought she was just going to be the bull, um, the victim mm-hmm. and she was going to get bullied. But she showed her strong side. Yeah. And with Heather on her side, too, I think. But you can see that she's struggling with it. And that's where you see, that's where you relate to her. She doesn't really want to be mean. No. She wished she, she came back thinking she would be accepted. And... And she didn't even remember how mean she was because when her daughter was going through the yearbook and telling her all the mean stuff she had written, she was shocked. And the mom's like, yeah, she was bad. (laughs) And and really, you don't know how some of even she was. Those were pretty bad things that she did. But, you know, a lot of times you say or or do little things to people in high school that you don't really think is going to affect them in the long run. And it does. And it really does. And you see them 10 years later and you think everything's fine, but it really hurt them. And it is hard for people to kind of overcome those those wounds from high school. So I get it. I mean, there's probably still people in high school I would see. And I was kind of the the victim of some of that backlash. Like, I, no, I wasn't the mean girl for, you know, but I was kind of the outcast sometimes. And there's yeah. still people that, you know, from high school, I'm like, not that you I would care for, not them. that I would like not be nice to them, but it, I would rather just like not see them or not talk to them because it just brings back like awkwardness and just kind of self like your self-esteem is like why like why did that happen and what was so wrong with me or why didn't I have that many friends or something like that I mean it's hard to go home sometimes it is but but they're playing the game of revenge they are (laughs) you know you're letting it go and you don't want to be around the person that's completely different oh yeah they're definitely playing the um they want to they want her out they want her gone they want to hurt her yeah they do i mean who who do you who do you think like obviously Kristen chenoweth's character is like the ringleader but who who do you see being the most vicious because i see soft sides in her sometimes Really, I think she is the most vicious. Really? I think she won't stop at anything. And we have a lot to see. And I also have a feeling that by the end of the season, a few of the mean girls are going to turn and get nicer. But, but not, not her. Not her. Hmm. Who's your favorite of the mean girls? Uh, Sharon. Sharon. The, the, the chubby. The chubby girl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Definitely. How I about think, yourself? Um, Cricket's pretty funny, too. Yeah, she kind of annoys me, to be really? honest with you. Yeah, I don't understand her. Her character hasn't really, like, spoken to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, she's got the gay cowboy husband, and he's really cute, and that whole thing is really funny. Um, but I don't really understand where she fits, because she's really, she's really mean, but it's almost like she's just mean to everybody. Yeah, she's cold. She's a really cold character. And her daughter, her da- she has some. Her daughter's the one who you know flashed the boobies or whatever. But um, there's some mother daughter bonding with with those two, and you can see a lot of the kind of cattiness coming out in the in the daughter. But actually, the cricket told the daughter to not make Amanda's daughter a Harviera or whatever and to give her the glitter of a fox or something really? and to like it, she said it would be better to be friends with her and it, it's kind of one of those keep your strategic um, friends close but your enemies closer kind of thing but 
I think that showed a little bit of softness, maybe in a little humanity. in cricket. Yeah, because really, if she was just cold and didn't care, she wouldn't be thinking that far ahead. She'd just be like, "Yeah, humiliate the crap out of her," you know. Um, but I, I think you're right that some of the mean girls are going to transition over. And I mean, I, I wish we had a lot of feedback from some other viewers. You know, I want to find some more places where fans are, are talking about this these issues and fans if you guys out there are watching listening have seen the show call us comment uh, you guys we love comments we love we comments comment on our youtube page comment on our itunes let us know what you think about the shows we're going to be doing gcb for the next however many episodes we get <laughs> um, so keep tuning in we're going to go to commercial real quick but when we come back we're going to kind of predict what our uh what our what are our thoughts on the success of this show and what's going to happen in the, in the coming weeks? After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right, GCB fans, we're back. So we want to talk... Whoa. All right. And now, your AfterBuzz TV. Prediction. So what we want to do is kind of give you what we think is going to happen to the show. This is a mid-season premiere. It's obviously gotten a lot of attention, a lot of backlash. Um, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad about the show. But is it going to make it? You know, I know it came in mid-season, so I don't know how many more episodes there even is supposed to be. Um, but I think it's going to make it. I think, you know, it's kind of been an answered prayer, I think, for ABC. Even though it's gotten some negative attention, it's still gotten a lot of attention. And I think ABC's ratings are going up. They're they're getting a lot more hits. So I think it's going to last at least until um, the rest of the, this season. We'll see if it comes back. But I think it has a lot of potential, too. It's really, if you go past all the controversy it's just a fun show yeah so if people actually enjoy it for that then it'll last and a lot of the characters are begging fans to just have fun you know Kristen Chenoweth said just sit there and laugh <laughs> you know it's supposed to be funny it's supposed to be exaggerated humor and it really is and coming from somebody who is very close to this situation I do think it's funny. You know, I, we'll see if down the road it gets more and more offensive. I don't know. I, I I tend to think it's humorous, at least in my little safe zone. You know, if I'm watching it, it's funny. Now, I, I do think it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, people who are not Christians watching it. I mean, you enjoy the show. I um, it, it is kind of sad to me that people would look at the show and think, I don't want to be... 
or I don't want to be a Christian or I don't want to be friends with a Christian because of this show. I mean, that's kind of taking entertainment too far. You know, TV has gotten to a point, I think, where you really just can't take it seriously anymore. Um, So this should be no exception. (laughs) It's it's a funny show. If you're going to base your um, judgment of Christianity off a TV show on ABC... Then you have issues. Then you have issues. You have bigger things to worry about. I agree. So, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of lessons with this show. I think that, you know, friendship and courage and, um, you know, revenge is one of the themes of the show. And I think you're going to see by the end, hopefully, that revenge is kind of not the way to do things. And that, you know, really reconciliation and forgiveness is the only way to live life. And um, I hope that that's something that we're going to see. I think we're already seeing it in the show. So um, tune in, guys, next Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for our GCB After Show. GCB airs at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on Sundays, but tune in on Mondays to watch us, and we will see you guys next week. And follow at AfterBuzzTV on Twitter, Oh, yeah, and, and follow me at Candon Bliss And me at underscore Alina23. Awesome, thanks, guys. Annalena, can you put your microphone close to your face? I know you don't want to cover that pretty <laughs> face here. All right, Alina, how do we follow you? Underscore Alina23. Underscore Alina23 at AfterBuzz TV and at Candon Bliss. Thanks, From guys. From Ding.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.